podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Shea Wildeboard, Jayhawksland.com. Um, for all three of you guys, um, big picture, this has kind of been the goal for you guys all year, one win away from the Final Four. Um, how much does that drive you guys, or how much um, emotion is involved, and how do you guys contain that knowing that you don't play tomorrow until 120? Oh, Chai, you want to take that first? Uh, yeah, I mean, it is uh, It is just really motivating, you know, knowing uh, how far we've come, um, all the work we put in, and, you know, we're at this point you know, just at a, as a team, and, uh, you know, we're just so close uh, to, to obviously get into a Final Four, you know, a dream for everyone on our team. So um, just staying focused, just staying locked in, and uh, this is, that's just what we're on right now. Jalen, anything to add? Uh, yeah, like you said, we're just, you know, going through from all the work that we put in, I think every single win we get just makes us even more hungry for the ultimate goal, and that's the championship. So I'm I'm super excited and super hungry to play. Remy? Yeah, just super motivating um, just to know how close we are and, um, you know, all the hard work that we put in. So we're just going to continue to do what uh, we need to do and stick to basics of what got us here, and um, the rest will take care of itself. Go to the second row in the center aisle. Okay, cool. Uh, good afternoon, guys. David Song, IUPUI Sports Capital Journalism. Uh, first of all, congratulations on the win last night. And secondly, uh, this one's for Remy and Jalen. So uh, you guys, uh, Ochai finished with a career-high four blocks last night, and he was a plus six. So what are the things that he does to impact the game and help you guys win, even though he's not always scoring the basketball? Remy, want to go ahead? Yeah, man. Ochai, Ochai's an all-around player. That's why, you know, he's... You know, all American, and that's why he he is who he is, is because he helps us in so many um, things on the court that people may not see on a stat sheet. Um, and that's why he's the best player in the country. That's why he is who he is. He um, he does so much on the court, and he does off the court as far as in talking to us, making sure everybody's good. Uh, he's he's just a leader, man, and um, that's why he's the best player in the country. Period. Jalen. Yeah, I just say, I mean, from from the entire year, uh, teams know who we are, uh, teams know who he is, and uh, you know, when we when we are in games and they want to play him certain ways and, and not try to let him get the ball, it just opens up lanes for us. So, I mean, no matter what's going on with him offensively, you're gonna have to respect him because you know what he can do, and uh, I think that helps our team so much because when teams try to adjust and play like that. It allows for us to, you know, get the ball moving more. And when you have a leader that's so unselfish like he is, I mean, it just makes us flow so much better because we all have the same mindset. That's just a win. Next question all the way on the left. Hey, guys. Danny Walniak, KCTV5 out of Kansas City. <clears throat> there was a pretty cool double half-court shot made at uh, during practice from Lightfoot and Tehan. Um, how are you guys staying loose and how are you guys having fun during this time and also kind of talk about that and witnessing that? Oh, Uh It was actually a quadruple double. There was like four. Three, uh, half court shots in a row that we made so it was crazy um something that we've never seen obviously uh but everyone just kind of having fun um being present in the moment we were playing duck duck goose uh to warm up uh, before practice so everyone's just having fun um it just it just shows a lot about our team go to the second row on the right yeah hi guys uh, austin lawton IPY sports capital journalism program uh remy your shooting lights out right now 23 last night 13 in the first half last night uh, what does it mean to you to show people on the national stage that you are a scorer and you can play like you have been playing? Um, I mean, it, it feels good. It feels good to go out there and play my game. I think that, um, you know, all the, the work that I put in in the offseason, um, 
I'm I'm now able to to showcase because I'm fully healthy, um, and my teammates and, and my coaches are are allowing me and and um, making my confidence higher and higher each game. So um, I'm just being myself out there. Um, I'm happy that I'm healthy. You know, thanks to you know the trainers and and everybody who's uh who stuck stuck with me, my family and everything. But I'm just happy to go out there and play my game um, the way I know how to play. And these guys have been extremely helpful throughout the whole process. So um, a big credit to you know my teammates and my coaches um, for just believing in me. Next question will be the fourth row on the left. Yeah, Andy Seligman, AP. Um, Otsai, what do you remember about Charlie Moore as a teammate? Um, playing with Charlie, uh, he's a great teammate. Um, he was there my freshman year, so I was only w- there with him uh, for one year until he transferred out. But he was a great teammate, a really good passer, a really aggressive, and can also score. And um, just his IQ for the game, his feel for the game, I think is uh, is something that's kind of unheralded. But he's a, he's a really good all around player. Next question: We'll go third row on the right side. On can the you is Big Twelve now, ESPN Plus. Ochai, who's the Doug Doug Goose champion? Uh, we <laughs> uh, who who got a, get a winner? We didn't really get a winner. Uh, it was just kind of just we played like a couple rounds, but the the circle was too big, so it was kind of hard to catch like for the person to catch up on them. But it was still fun though. What are, what are, what is the balance between remaining aggressive but not hunting your shot? Um, you know, finding that balance I think comes within just the flow of the game. Um, you know, I've done in my in my time here at KU in my past four years, uh, just just understanding the flow of the game, where to where I find my shots at. Um, and you know, sometimes it is out of my my character to go hunt shots. So I'm um, just finding the flow of the game, um, where I'm going to get my shots. I know where I'm going to find those. So um, and also it just goes back to just trusting my teammates too, because um, they're. They're actually responsible for, you know, for a lot of um, the baskets I get. So um, just trusting them and trusting the coaches uh, to put me in the right position. So that's it. Go to the front row on the left. Yeah, Jordan Gilski, Topeka Capital Journal. For for each of you, this is the first chances that you all are having to make a Final Four. But are there any memories in your lives previously playing basketball that measure up to whatever emotions you're feeling right now? None. I don't uh, think there's any. No, I mean, for, for March, man, this is the biggest uh, stage I've been on as far as basketball in my life. And, uh, you know, being this close is, is super, super motivating for all of us. And, uh, no, I don't think anything could uh, match up to this at all. Go to the back right corner. Henry Asmer, ZagsBlog.com. Ochai, heading into this season, what did you envision your role would be both on and off the court for the team? It's simple. Um, just like what Remy was saying, just a leader. Um, anything that the team needs for me to do, um, whether that's talking, uh, making sure everyone's right, uh, or being aggressive and being that score, uh, that main score for the team, uh, just anything the team needed uh, for me to do to, for us to be successful. Second row on left. For, this is for Ochai and Jalen uh, Vahe Gregorian, Kansas City Star. Obviously, you would have preferred that Remy be able to be healthy and in the flow of things all season. But, uh, but I'm curious what you think it's done for you guys to have such an added dimension this late in the season. How much you think that's reinvigorated what you can do and even made you a different team a little bit? Uh, I would say just um, starting things off. I think it actually helped Remy, too, um, watching throughout the season, watching how we play. Um, and then also, you know, where he sees himself, too. But... Uh, when he when he's in the game and obviously in the in this postseason um, stretch, he's just brought brought a different dynamic offensively. Um, it's really hard for other teams to scout us 
uh, when you throw someone in even after conference when everyone's been heavily scouting us. So, um, you know, it, it just, like I said, just brings a different dynamic. Go to the, I'm sorry, go ahead. <clears throat> no, I just think he changes our team. I mean, completely when he comes in the game. Uh, with him being super aggressive like we want him to be and super confident and just being him and playing like the game that he knows how to play, I mean, it changes the, the complete aspect of who we are. I mean, we're able to be so much faster. Um, you know, the the energy he brings with the excitement, getting the crowd involved, just those little things that we were missing uh, takes our team to another level. Go to the fourth row in the center aisle. David Lawrence, Jayhawk Radio. Remy, at least one coach that saw you at ASU and have seen you recently at Kansas has said how much better defensively you are. I would like to see if you agree with that and cite examples. And then for Jalen, there's been a couple of instances you're always – you know, getting down the hill, being aggressive, but sometimes your attack mode just goes to the ultra level uh, and just taking over games. So, Remy, go ahead. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. Um, I think that, you know, that was one of the main reasons why I came here, not only to win, but better myself as a basketball player and cover all my bases for whatever the future holds for me. And I think that Coach Self and the staff and my teammates have held me to a standard which they know that I could uh, reach um, with my quickness and my ability to recover, um, you know, on the defensive end, just being able to reach that potential. And, um, you know, I, I would agree with that statement because I feel like I'm more locked in defensively, um, especially, you know, just thinking the game itself, just knowing, you know, little things. Um, Coach Self has helped me on and given me a better insight um, you know, he's the best coach around. So learning from him has been an honor. And, you know, I'm just I'm learning consistently every single day. So I would agree with that statement. Jalen? I think just being aggressive just comes within the flow of the game, uh, taking what I can what I can get from the defense, especially when I know my team needs me to get down to the paint and, you know, create plays, whether it's taking it to the hoop or, or making the right pass. Uh, just. Just me, me trying to be the toughest guy on the court, and you know if that takes me driving and creating contact with fouls and getting to the free throw line, just anything to get us going, you know, uh, with like a little spark. I know driving is kind of contagious with us. You know, one guy gets downhill, then the next guy does. So just just trying to do that. Go to the fourth row on the far left. Hey, this Jake Cohen, Associated Press. This is for any of you guys. Uh, you know, obviously. Bill, Bill Self's been in the public eye for a long time as a very successful coach. But I was wondering if you guys could share anything that surprised you about him from your interactions with him over the year, anything that maybe we don't get to see, get to see you know, as the media looking you know, outside into your program. Well, Charlie, you want to take that? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> from when he started recruiting me, uh, some that, I mean, obviously people know that he's a really good guy um, just outside of coaching, but um, just, you know, how he treats people, um, how he treats everyone. He, he, he treats everyone, you know, the same way, um, even from players to, to managers to everybody. He's just a uh, well, you know, rounded, nice human being. So um, I give him props to that. Um, and just, you know, I think his, the motivating factor um, that he brings to our team uh, and all the teams that he's coached is, is something that not a lot of people see. Um, He'll he'll always give speeches when we're watching film or stuff like that, and you'll you'll be ready to go run through a brick wall uh, wall right after. So um, that's just how he is, and he's just one of the best motivators that I've ever met. Go to the second row in the center aisle. Uh, good afternoon again, guys. Uh, this one's for Ochai and Jalen. So Miami is very good in transition. They're very disruptive, and even though they're not a big team, they've shown the ability to defeat bigger teams. So for you guys, what will be the key to countering their strengths and uh, finding a game plan that works against them? 
I would say, obviously, um, containing their transition play. Um, uh, they play a lot of isolation, so it's going to be, you know, guard your man, know their tendencies, um, always have help, uh, strong side help, all that stuff. So we're just going to be uh, need to be in sync defensively um, to disrupt what they're what they're trying to do. Got time for one last question in the back. Hey guys, Sully Ingles, uh, Cake News in Wichita. You know, Kansas men's basketball became the winningest program of all time last night. Obviously, there's bigger goals right now, and you've all been here at different lengths at Kansas. But just want to get your thoughts on that, being a part of that, what that means to you. Remy, want to take that? Uh, me being a newcomer means a lot. Um, means a lot to be on this side of history, and um, just give thanks to all the teams and all the players that, that uh, came before me. Uh, when I came to Kansas, you know. Um, seeing all these players and seeing all the history, it made me want to be a better, you know, better person, um, better basketball player. And, um, you know, I'm just thankful to, to be on this team and make history. But um, it's also a, a privilege, and um, I'm happy just to be a part. Jalen, do you have anything you want to uh, No, I mean, it's just, <clears throat> just a blessing to be able to put my mark on such a historic uh, school like Kansas with all the great players that came through here and, you know, all the championships, all the wins, you know, just to be able to have like a small part in that is, is a blessing. About Remy, I, I, I know, I'm sure in a perfect world you would have preferred he was healthy all season and, and sort of fit in the way you wanted to all season. On the other hand, I, I wonder how much of an advantage it is to have him emerge this way late and almost be like a, you know, entirely new thing for people to scout and understand with your team. Well, I think that, uh, you know, our, our, our goal going into the year was a, uh, Remy Martin would, would give this team something that we needed. We needed speed. We needed personality. We needed explosiveness. Uh, 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 and, you know, he obviously provides all those things, but he hasn't had an opportunity to provide them really all year long. I think the first uh, several games when he was here, he was still getting comfortable. And then, uh, uh, then he gets injured. And so somehow or another in the last three weeks or so, he's been able to combined comfort, uh, personality, health, uh, uh, explosiveness, all these things in a way that we haven't even seen yet this year. So uh, we said all along that we had a chance to, to be a much better team than what we displayed, even though we, we had a really good year, just because of him, but not knowing what him really was. And so, uh, yeah, he, it's been great. They, he, he's one of the few guys out there that can have a miserable or a very poor year by his own expectations due to things outside of his control. And he would tell you right now he's having the time of his life. It's been the best year ever, in large part, just because it's gone well the last couple of weeks. Is it okay for me a quick sure, go ahead. Uh, you know, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I, I, I do think that uh, I do think there's something to we, we look at Remy's stats, which are, which have been fantastic for us. But we look at that, and then sometimes we say, well, if he was more used to playing with Oach, and Oach was more used to playing with him, could we have the combination of both a little better? Uh, uh, I think it'd be like. You get that healthy quarterback, but he hasn't really practiced with the receivers running patterns. So, uh, uh, but I, but I, I I don't I don't think it's bad at all. I think it's been great for us. But I think the longer we can stay together and hang together, uh, it's got a chance to be better than it has been. Go to the second row on the right, uh, Coach Self, David Song, IUPUI Sports Capital Journalism. First of all, congratulations on the win yesterday, and secondly. Um, 
In Miami, you face a team that is very good in transition, and they've proven capable of disrupting uh, physically bigger teams. So in your opinion, what will be the key to countering Miami's strengths and being successful tomorrow? Well, I, I mean, when, when you talk about standing height, you know, maybe we have them an inch in most positions or whatever. Uh, uh, you know, I coach Charlie, you know, you know, Remy's not any bigger than Charlie uh, uh, or Juan. Uh, you know, uh, two big guys are same standing height. Uh, you know, so I, I don't, I don't, I don't think there's a huge discrepancy size wise. I think uh, uh, the fact that they they can score off of turning people over is what we have to be concerned about. Uh, uh, you know, they can they can score in a lot of ways, and of course they can make. They can make uh, a hard shots, but but the biggest thing is live ball turnovers leads to them really being able to, to uh, utilize their offensive skill set, which is which is really strong. So uh, we got we got to make we got to play five on five against them, and that'll be a big goal of ours uh, tomorrow. Go all the way to the back on the left, Bill over here, Harold Kitts with uh, Fox Four in Kansas City. This game and the Elite Eight game has always been kind of difficult for you over the years that you've been at KU and throughout your career. When it comes to just the Elite Eight game, what makes this game so difficult to prepare for and to get your players to prepare for, knowing that that dangling carrot of the Final Four is is just right there? Well, I think there's. Uh, you're, you're exactly right. I think we're three and seven in my career in Elite Eight games, uh, so that's not good enough. Uh, I don't know that it's it's uh, it's uh, uh, it is a different game because it's the hardest game in the tournament to, to not win. Uh, uh, you can talk about first round, you can talk about whatever, it's the hardest game. In national championship finals, uh, you know, we, at least you're playing for it all, you know, or, or whatever. Uh, uh, but this one, you know, every goal of every team is road to the final four. It's not road to the national championship, it's road to the final four. And even though the national championship is by far the biggest carrot and, 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 and by, you know, the biggest prize, and nobody will remember who's in the Final Four 10 years ago. They'll only remember the one cut down nets. In players' minds, that's the, that's the goal. That's how it's marketed. And they do such a good job of marketing it. Um, but I, I think that makes the game a hard one not to win. It makes the game the second best one to win. Uh, um, at least in my experiences, so so obviously not as important as the following Monday. But but uh, uh, I don't know that preparation is harder. I do think preparation's different. Uh, you know, uh, we're at the mercy of CBS or television networks. You know, so you could play a late game, play an early game. There's 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 sleep patterns. There's there's uh, 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 obviously the day between. The set, uh, the 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 uh, the Friday and the Sunday game, or the Thursday and the Saturday game of the Elite Eight. I mean, you're talking about a, a 30 minute practice and mainly a walkthrough, where most of the time you'd be able to really practice more or do different things. And and, and then this time of year, also fatigue mentally becomes such a huge factor. You don't want to just wear your guys out by doing too much. So uh, I was with Coach Knight. When we went to the Final Four one year, or our first year, I asked him any advice. He said, yeah, don't practice on Sunday if you win. I said, what do you mean don't practice? we got to practice. He said, don't practice on Sunday. I saw him Sunday evening at an event, and I, I said, how, he said, how long did you practice today? And I said, 18 minutes. Too long. You totally blew it. 
but but that that that's kind of the mindset that that fresh legs and fresh minds are far more important than practice time. All up upon that. What makes you think the mindset of this team that you have can get through this moment in the elite and get to the final? Well, I, I think first of all, I don't want to think. I don't want them to think get through. I want them to think attack it. Uh, uh, get through is a is a defensive deal, hoping to hang on to something. I, I want them to play like they're going to take it. Uh, so that's the mindset. Uh, and and this team has had, uh, you know, there's no guarantee that anybody's going to play good the next day. You know what happens today, even though you want to practice well, doesn't guarantee success tomorrow. But the 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 the, the mindset of, of of having a team um, that that has some swagger about them, that likes the big moments, I think gives me and them quite a bit of confidence. Go to the back row on the center aisle. Uh, thank you, Mitch Smith, New York Times. Um, given the number of super seniors on the team, can you talk a little bit about how the extra year of eligibility from COVID? help shape the, the team's roster and kind of what that's meant down the stretch in the tournament? You know what? It really hasn't shaped ours as much. Uh, we've got, uh, uh, obviously, Remy is, is, is and Mitch. You know, those are two guys that wouldn't have had the year back if it weren't for the COVID. Jalen Coleman-Lands really hadn't had a chance to play much. But, but you know, you're, you're looking at, if you just look at just our starters, those starters all have eligibility left. Uh, uh, so, you know, the, the thing about it is, even though we're an old team, they, they technically could all come back next year. Uh, I, I, I do think this. I think what's happened with the, you know, you look at, you look at uh, the team we played last night, Providence. Uh, you know, if they didn't have those four cats, you know, they, they would look a lot different. Uh, you know, if we didn't have Remy, we'd look a lot different. You, you, you look across America, if, if, uh, if, uh, you know, Villanova didn't have Gillespie. They'd look a lot different. I believe he's a he's a super senior as well. So I think it's been great for the individuals. I also, I also think it's been great for the quality of ball this year uh, to give these kids an opportunity to play another year, but also to give teams a chance to maybe keep from dipping uh, because there hasn't been much of this. It's been mainly pretty steady. Go to the front row on the left. Bill, how beneficial just Mitch and Chris being on that team in 2018 is for a moment like this? You know what? I, 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 would, I, I would think maybe a, a little bit beneficial. Uh, you know, uh, Chris didn't participate in the game. And he may have got in late because it wasn't a great game, unfortunately. Uh, but, uh, you know, Mitch has been through it quite, a, quite a few big games and big moments. So it, it may help some, but I, I'm really not buying into that stuff as much. Uh, um, um, I think it's. I, I think this is a, a, a really a first time experience, basically for this team. Uh, even though Mitch played in this game one other time, but but uh, I don't really see in that being a huge benefit. Go to the second row on the right. Hi, Coach uh, Austin Lott, IUPUI Sports Capital Journalism Program. Um, last night, you guys became the winningest men's basketball program in history. Something doesn't happen every day. Um, what does that mean for you personally to add to the history of Kansas since you've been here so long as well? Uh, well, I, I think, you know, we started quite a few games behind. So, the, so you know, we, 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 we made up a little bit of ground. And, and, and it certainly means something. And I'd much rather be there than not be there. Uh, but really all it means, guys, is that we won a game last night. And we get a chance to go, and, and, you know, increase that big deficit of one by winning it, doubling it by winning a game tomorrow. And, and to me, that's all that really matters. Uh, 
I the the other thing is the way it, it could be said is that uh, you know we passed Kentucky, so that's just the way it is. Well, this could last until you know November fifteenth, and then it could flip again December first. Uh, uh, so uh, I'd rather be talked about in that light than not. But but it really doesn't be a good recruiting mail out. But I don't I don't think it carries much weight with with us right now. Go to the far left. Hey, Bill, uh, Jay Cohen, Associated Press. wonder if you could tell us a little bit about your relationship with Jim Laranega over the years, like how far do you go back and stuff. And, and when I say to you, a Jim Laranega coach team, what, what traits does that kind of bring to mind for you? Well, I, I really haven't known Jim long uh, uh, or well. Uh, of course, I've, I've, I've known of him and, and knew him, but, but the, the, the most time that I've spent with him is uh, – uh, on an Adidas uh, retreat in the summertime where we both went and had a chance to have some dinners together and hang out together. And, and I think we've become friendly since then. Uh, uh, when, I th- when I think of uh, his teams, I, I think of well-coached, but I also think of freedom. It seems like to me he always has his teams playing uh, with joy, with a free mind, and aggressive offensively, uh, which I think is a great trait to have as a coach. Go in the back row on the right side. Uh, Coach Lawrence Kramer, uh, the DePaulia. Um, what, what do you make of Charlie Moore's growth as a player since he left Kansas? And is there any advantage of having coached him to now preparing to face him t- uh, tomorrow? Uh, well, first of all, Charlie's playing his tail off. Uh, I, I think Charlie may have the best vision of anybody left in the tournament. Uh, the guy sees a lot of things. He, he did with us. Uh, you know, he didn't play a lot. Uh, when he was with us in, for one year, just in large part because we had two NBA players playing the guard slots uh, uh, then. But Charlie's talented. Uh, he's clever. He, uh, he can get his own shot, and he can certainly create for others. And he's, he's uh, crafty. He's, he's very crafty. I mean, he can do little things that get you off balance that, that allow him to uh, get his shoulders past you and things like that. But uh, uh, Charlie was a good player for us. But Charlie has become a terrific player. Uh, I thought I, I I didn't follow him as close. Uh, uh, I watched as much as I could when when he was at DePaul, and I thought he had a a good two years there. I think it was two years there. But to me, his game's gone to another level. Uh, uh, being at the University of Miami, I, I think he's just done fantastic, and I'm happy for him. Uh, I was happy for all the kids that's no longer in our programs that that do well, and he certainly has. Go to the back row on the left. Coach Braxton Jones, KWCH in Wichita. I'm just curious, um, the time, I don't know if any at all, do you spend looking at last night's tape, looking at what you guys did right and wrong versus all aboard for Miami? How do you kind of marry that to make sure you're getting the most out of the short time you have to turn around before games? Uh, uh, I'm embarrassed to say I hadn't looked at one play from last night's game. Uh, Got home late, watched the end of, uh, uh, obviously, the game after us last night, watching Miami and Iowa State, and then uh, after that game was over, watched Miami uh, in the tournament in some uh, ACC tournament games, and we st- I still got a couple more games to watch, and we spent quite a time, quite a time, quite a lot of time watching a long edit, which is basically showing their actions or the defense, what they like to do over and over and over. But uh, at this point in time, I mean, I- I'm a big I'm big at watching film of past games and learning from our mistakes and our successes. 
Uh, but this this weekend, we won't do any of that. It's all locked in on Miami. Go to the right side on the aisle. Bill, last uh, couple of weeks, I'm not sure, but maybe our shooting numbers have dipped a little bit, but certainly our opponents' shooting numbers are, are really going down and they're not playing as well, which is what you always talk about. How, how close is this team getting to accomplishing you know, what you always have looked at in, in making sure opponents don't play well and being tough and being defensive-minded? I, I think that, Dave, I think we're getting closer. I thought last night the first half is, is the best we've played defensively and and, and uh, but it's probably as poor as we played offensively too so you know you, you your team goes seven to 35 and you're up nine and a half that's probably not a great recipe for success because uh, you know tables will turn eventually law averages will come closer to prevailing and it did the second half we had to fight our butts off to get the win so so uh, uh, but I do think we've improved in that but to win at this level and, and from this point forward in the NCAA tournament you got to do both and, and uh, we're still waiting for the lid to come off, but you know we believe that'll happen tomorrow. Got time for two more questions in the room. I'll take two via Zoom. I will go around the left side. In addition to coaching Charlie, another guy you've seen in person, Cameron Magusti. What does he add to Miami's success? You know, uh, uh, he had a he had a good run at Oklahoma, and, and uh, playing for Lawn. But th- this is to to me. Uh, the development of these guys being able to go get their own shot uh, to me is 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 very apparent. Uh, he was a good scorer at OU. He's I mean he he can score all three levels now, and he's he he can he he has uh, you know he can get it with his handle, he can get it off the catch, he can explode over you. There's a lot of things he can do to score, and and they have multiple guys that can do that. So that that's what makes this team hard to guard, in my opinion. Go to the front right. Bill, I was wondering about the health of the team. Like Dave got off to a slow start, then had a great second half. How is Dave and Mitch? I, I actually think Mitch is the best he's been. So I, I thought Mitch was great the first half. I thought he's the best he's been. And and, and Dave, I don't think anything is, is as much health-related. Uh, he just got off to a slow start, and, and uh, but he did respond late. I'll take a couple questions via Zoom. We'll go to Dave Stewart. Dave, you can unmute your line. Hey, Coach, Dave Stewart, uh, Jayhawk Game Day Live, KNBC. How much can you teach about an opponent in 24 hours? How do you prioritize what's important to focus on in limited time and not just overwhelm your guys mentally with so much cramming? Well, I think I think you can uh, uh, familiarize them with uh, uh, personnel, with tendencies, uh, especially a team like like Miami that, that, that scores so much off individual talent. Uh, I, I do think that uh, we can do a good job with that. All their actions we, they run, we're not going to remember all those. But you can familiarize them with it. But understand, okay, this is how we guard ball screens, or this is how we guard, uh, you know, baseline runner, or this is how we guard different actions that maybe some teams throw at you. Uh, but but I, I don't think it's a, a, a time where you do anything other than than uh, play to principles. And so uh, hopefully our guys know well enough how we guard certain things that that we won't have to know every move or every step or every screen that Miami will use tomorrow in order to be effective guarding it. All right, next question is from Christopher Heidel. Hey, Chris Self, it's Chris Heidel from Hermitton Radio in Baltimore. Congratulations on making an Elite Eight. 
How hard is it to prepare for a team that you haven't played before, like in Miami? Because you don't really play the ACC that much. No, the, the really the only team we played in the ACC, if I remember right, we played Duke every three years. So, so that's been about it. So, uh, at least off the top of my head, uh, uh, but it, it, they'll be a they'll be a hard team to prepare for. But you know, also they've got to prepare for us too. So, I don't I don't see it. Uh, I think if you haven't seen somebody, uh, you would rather have it be the first game rather than the second game. And if you you know if it was. If it was us and Iowa State, I think both teams would say it's an easier prep just because we'd both be so familiar with each other. But, you know, it, you can look at it as a disadvantage for us, but, but however it is for us, it's for them too. So uh, uh, I, I, think it'll be, I think it'll be difficult, uh, but I, I don't think it'll be anything that both teams can't handle if they play well. One final question, Brian. Bill Brian Hamsel from The Athletic. Ooh. Do you allow yourself to think about what might have been in 2020? And do you feel like this team and that team have any similarities or differences? Uh, I never felt like this team was the best team in the country this year. Uh, I felt like in 20, that was the best team in the country. So uh, uh, I don't really think about it a lot. And, and I don't think that team probably gets the credit from, you know, I, I hear a lot of people talk about, well, well, we would have been a, high seed or one seed or we had a great chance to go deep in the tournament and that's true but but that team was was different you know there's not very many teams you could ever put out there that'd be the national defensive player of the year is your center and the national defensive player of the year is your guard i mean that that team could really guard that was a different level a defensive team this year's team is different uh, totally but I do think that this year's team has the same chance to do as well just because they, 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 they have a strong belief that, that, that they, can, they can accomplish anything. And, and uh, uh, it's been impressive for me to watch them grow in that belief this year.